Welcome to a new episode of D's Nuggets. This episode here is probably one of the most controversial episodes I've recorded to date. Now, I know I've talked about sensitive subjects on sex and politics, religion, and here I am again. And I just want us to have a deeper understanding because this is an area that's sensitive. And I know it's going to make some people feel uncomfortable. And yet it needs to be shared and talked about because right now we're dealing with the climate where there's a lot of spiritual awareness and there's a spiritual awakening happening. And yet we have to go to a specific religion in order to identify or find out and have answers. And we may not always feel comfortable enough to step through those doors of that religion or we may not even be invited. So. I want to say that this is not specifically from my lens and my perspective and my belief system, but also I just want to say that this is for any religion. And these are for all God's children. My brothers and sisters, rather you're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, atheist, agnostic, esoteric, Sikh, Hindu, Jew, Rastafarian, Scientologist. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. And the breakdown is that this episode is not specifically strictly about religion. And I just would like to get down into our, our core belief system, how we operate, how we're programmed, how we're indoctrinated, how we move, how we treat others. Is it really about rules or is it about relationship? From what I understand, and if you do your own research on the origins of religion, the foundation is relationships and discipline, relationships and discipline. So I'm gonna speak from that perspective and see where we go from there. Now, it's always good to have awareness. When you have awareness, you're not automatic and therefore we move and operate differently. And I would say it'd be, it would be a shame if we continued on without having these discussions. Disclaimer, I am not a minister. I am not a pastor. I'm not a clergyman. I'm not here to preach to you. I'm not here just to share my faith and one sided view. This is a broad perspective. And my intention overall is to be a voice of reason. Initially, I was going to say I wanted to be the devil's advocate because uh, that's more my style. <laughs> but that has a negative connotation to it. And it's just like, OK, I can't receive if somebody's associated with the devil. But I just want overall to have a voice of reason and to let our curiosity precede our conclusions. Now, I want us to take a, this journey together and I want us to have a heuristic approach to religion and explore not, a, not to confuse our faith, but to confirm what we already believe. And if we don't really truly believe how we can start to have another spiritual awakening and rise up and identify with with needing more and wanting more in which direction to head into. I'm not pointing specifically anybody in in the direction you have to find your own faith and build your own relationship spiritually. And I know that this episode is going to be a little holy and hood. So uh, brace yourself. <laughs> brace yourself. And I just you're probably wondering where I stand in. You're like, okay, what's going on? And I see what his shirt says. It says Messiah. And what's my approach when it comes down to this episode called New Religion? That's what I've titled it. 
what am I really trying to share, convey, and get across to you? First of all, I'm a ninja that loves Yeshua HaMashiach. And for you, those who don't understand who that is, that's Jesus the Messiah. Yes, you're probably already ready to turn it off. He's like, oh, I thought he was going to talk about our religions. Yes, I identify as a Christian. And I understand how difficult that is becoming in today's society. And I'm explain that in, in just a few. But the current generation, I know that they're, they're having a hard time. I know some people who've been strong in their faith and now they're having a hard time identifying with Christianity. And I also started to question, am I, am I really today's standards of a Christian or am I just a follower of Christ? Now, there's, there's a difference there. Am I, am I literally focused on rules or am I putting more energy and effort into relationships? And that's really important for us to understand and ask ourselves those specific questions. So I just want to say and disclose and say this as well, that just because we can don't mean that we should. So during this episode, I'm, I'm probably going to want to cuss a little bit. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. And this is where our discipline has to come in because when it comes down to, to our decision making, just because we can doesn't mean we always should. And the other day I was online, some woman on Facebook post about how Christians think it's okay to now smoke hookah or to display that as if it's okay. And I'm like, okay, I, I understand, but are you looking to hurry up and condemn somebody or how are you helping them? And as my as I ask myself that question, I'm like, OK, well, I smoke cigars from time to time. Does that does that technically mean somebody's going to hell? Somebody smoke hookah or cigars or have a drink every blue moon. And I get imagery. So I understand how important it is for us to display ourselves in a proper manner where we don't cause our our the next man to stumble. Somebody who may be a weaker vessel, somebody who may not even understand. And we're just we're advocates. Right. And we're supposed to be. And, and I, if I identify as a Christian What's what are that? What does that look like? Right. And we're struggling today's society because it's like, OK, now we have to hold ourselves to these standards. And yet we're human. We're sinners in need of grace. And I'll do my best not to speak Christianese throughout this episode and I'll, and I'll translate accordingly. So we're sinners in need of grace. And I'll never, ever forget that. And I don't believe we'll ever get to a point where we become saints. And I'm going to break some things down here. And specifically, what I'm going to break down here is different perspectives, right? On spirituality versus religion, uh, rules versus relationships, sinners versus saints, um, pro-life versus pro-choice. Hmm. So yes, I'm going to dibble dabble into abortions and then that LGBTQ plus community, which is a hot topic these days and time and last but not least a little bit about sex not so much i've already done episodes on sex and i know that um i've got a call on that and it's like okay how do i even talk about sex which i'm gonna talk about briefly right now and just get it over with and not share it from a biblical perspective like oh how come i'm not sharing it from from the marriage aspect of it and it was like okay well everyone that has sex isn't married but we need to understand more about it because the church ain't talking about it enough i can't go to church and understand what's necessary and why I want to connect and why do I feel and why do I have these desires and why is it put down and suppressed and it's such a sin and it's such a shameful thing. But yeah, if I'm married to celebrate it. So is it a no or is it a yes? Like help me understand it. Help me understand what I'm feeling and what I'm processing in 
a humanistic way, not just religious. Because if we put it in those hands, I, I don't I don't have enough information. And I don't know if I'm making the right decisions. And by the time I do make a decision, am I condemned for it because I've fallen short? So these are the things we got to ask ourselves. And that's pretty much what I'm going to talk about when it comes down to sex. But this is how this episode is going to go. It's going to be tough. And when I talk about let's let's let our curiosities precede our conclusions, right? I don't mean to go as far as letting your curiosity kill the kid, the catechism. So we don't want to kill the catechism. I mean, if you've been indoctrinated, you, you understand you have your own deity. You know who your God is. You've connected to your faith. But I want to say overall, let's examine our behaviors because beliefs dictate behaviors. And we have to look at the way we're treating other people. And are we practicing what we preach? If you truly love and if you truly are here to serve, is that reflected in your lifestyle? Or is it something that you just like to talk about? Is it something that sounds good? Now, right now, I just want to get this off my chest because I recognize some folks are running around these streets acting like bastards. And they know who their daddy is. But yeah, we want to act ignorant. And I say we because we all lose our religion from time to time. We all act worldly, act like we ain't got it together. We don't have a, a, even a moral compass. Everyone has a moral compass. We know right from wrong. But yet there's a higher, there's a higher calling, a higher standard. And that's where religion comes into play because there are specific standards there that set up our structure and how our foundation should be built. So, for example, if you have a ruler, right? I'm going to say this is approximately around 12 inches. Is that a way to really, is that something I can build off of guesstimating? Because our moral compass gives us a good way to guesstimate. But yet, if we don't have an exact standard to build on, then therefore our structure may not be solid enough to handle any type of shaking, any type of movement. So, with that being said, there's, gonna, there's a lot that's going to be shared here. I'm going to try to get through it briefly because there's going to be a part two. The part two is going to be about our belief system and our belief in ourselves, something that we're not truly taught, how to truly believe in yourself and get what's expected out of you, understanding your purpose and all those good things. The next is the blame game. And how do I know God is real? How do I know? Now, that's all going to be in part two. So this is still part one. And right now, I just want to get down into it. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. We're currently in a mental health crisis, and it's an epidemic, and, and not only the younger generation is feeling the effects of this, this is something that's going, I'm talking about multi-generational. Older folks, folks, middle-aged, younger folks having mental health issues. Why is this happening right now? There's a spiritual awakening that's going on. So right now we're being shifted and we're being disrupted in different ways, and it's like, okay, how I'm, I'm mentally bogged down with everything that's happening in society and do... How do I handle and process that, right? And there's a struggle if you don't have a strong spirit, man, because we're mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and soul. So if your soul isn't strong, your mind controls your body. And we have to wonder, how do we align these things? Is it mind, body, and soul? Soul, mind, body? Body, mind, soul? It's like, what do you let lead you? And if you don't understand the, the structure and the order that's necessary in order to, to help uplift you and get over mental challenges... You have to be spiritually aligned and just there's there's intimacy there. There's a relationship there. It's not something that you just have to look at as forms of rituals and traditions and rules. 
So that's something that has to work out spiritually. And this then is going to reflect horizontally. It's going to reflect in who, how you treat other people. And this is where we have to check ourselves because so many people aren't practicing what they preach. Yeah, it sounds good because out of your mouth, you know how to speak Christianese and you know how to sound real good. And rather, whatever your religion is, it sounds real good because you've mastered that. And we're, we're good at mastering and knowing how to practice that form and that art. But yet when we have to practice our actual faith and put it into works because faith without works is dead, it becomes a struggle. And since I mentioned that faith without works is dead, if I had to call you by your works instead of what your faith is, what would you be called? Could I call you faithful? Could I call you forgiving? Could I call you compassionate? Could I call you helpful? Could I call you empathetic? Could I call you a servant? What would you be called if I had to focus on your works? Does it align with your faith? Because some folks are hit and miss. And the reason why I bring that up is because cancel culture started in religion. And we're wondering why are we meeting the standard? We're wondering why people are running away. And it looks like, hey, the numbers are dwindling here. And more people are leaning over to spirituality because we understand that. And we recognize that God put this thing inside of us. And, and yet, do I know if God is real because of the people that are calling themselves godly are misrepresenting them, doing a horrible job of being an advocate. And we have to look at these things. So when we look at today's society and the climate, what's going on in the younger generation and what's happening and why it's struggling, it's just like, okay, the fear, guilt, and shame game is just, it's played out. It's played out. I know that old school fire and brimstone preaching is what I grew up in. And it's just like, okay, this is like old school ways of saying like, hey, you know what? If you don't get your life right and you're sinning, you're going you're gonna to go to hell. And it can happen at any moment because you don't know what tomorrow's holding. You don't, tomorrow's not promised. And I get that part of it because there's a, there has to be some sense of urgency. We can't just wait, 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 wait. And be like, okay, well, when I get old and I'm on my deathbed is when I'm going to cry out to God and just be like, okay, I need you now. We got to understand that, hey, we got to, there's, there's a standard. There's a requirement. We get it. And we want to justify it by saying, oh, God knows my heart. He knows, he knows what's in here. He knows exactly how foul and toxic our heart is because we were born into this world as a sinner. And that's the place, according to Christianity, that he asked to enter. Why just the heart? He could have entered our mind. It's because the heart is where those behaviors come from. The heart is where the belief system is centered. And that's the place, that's the place he wants to enter and have his dwelling. So therefore we understand and feel and we're guided and we're led to be, to have those works aligned with the, our faith. With that being said, like I said, I'm not, I'm not here just to profess Christianity. I'm talking about faith as a whole. So this is not just for Christians. This is, this is, I don't care. I don't care what you are. This is to check your belief system and say, is it, is it aligning with my works? Now, if I were to say, how would you describe a rainbow and how do we, and how would you identify with it? And let's just say for the sake of conversation, 
you're conservative and you're like, okay, you know what? I, I know exactly what a rainbow is. That's the promise of God. And this is where the pot of gold lands because uh, God made a promise. And that's exactly why the rainbow was formed. Now, on the opposite end of the, the spectrum right here, we have another pot of gold. And let's just call these folks liberals. And they're saying, you know what? The rainbow represents pride and it means love and it means that we can express ourselves the way we want to sexually and and how we identify ourselves. And you're probably wondering where I stand. It's like, OK, now that you got all this out the way, what is what are you really trying to get across to us and what are you really trying to convey? Where do you stand? What are you trying to share? Who are you ready to, to shoot down? And I can't tell you, I lean specifically on one side, 100 percent. I understand the promise of God. I can't tell you that I fully understand pride, but I understand love. And what I want to say is that my position on this is when I see a rainbow and how I identify and what, how it makes me feel is just Skittles. Skittles. I know it sounds funny. It's like now I'm making fun and now I'm trying to be playful. No. I just want to taste the rainbow. I don't necessarily need to jump on your political sides. I don't need to be in your religious views in order to identify what I want to see in my perspective. Those are your perspectives and it's okay. And I can't tell you what to see based upon your position, but I tell you where I am. I know what it is and I know what I want to see and I know what I want to feel. And I, li I like skills and that's why I, I couldn't convert over to Islam or be a Jew. Because I know that they can't eat pork. And according to the candy, it has like lard in it. And I guess that's pulled from pork. And I don't really, I don't eat pork necessarily directly from the meat. But yeah, that lard, I guess, kind of is converted over to a gelatin. And it's produced in candy and chewy fruits. So Starburst and Skittles and all those good things right there that taste so sweet to me will make me lose my religion. And I get kicked out. I get ousted. So shout out to y'all Muslims and, and my Jewish brothers and sisters. Because y'all got discipline and y'all can't eat all the candy. And thank you for allowing it to be on the shelves for me. You know, the prices are going up now. I do want to say this because <laughs> it's important for us to understand. And like I said, that's the position I take on it. It's just Skittles. Why do I have to choose a side? Why do I have to make? And it's not that I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable around me. It's just that I want to be open minded. I want to be curious to try to understand different perspectives. And at the same time, I want to be a level of influence. I want to be a light that shines and connects. And after that, it's like, how do I build relationally? How does my faith align with my works? Faith and works, right? I do want to jump into this just for a second because I talked about what I believe in, which is Jesus, right? Jesus came to this earth, the most controversial man in history. He broke down some walls that were created through religion. And one of the most popular religions at the time was considered the religion and the chosen ones. Right. And that was Judaism. So that was basically God's chosen people. Now, there's a difference between the chosen and only. They still believe that they're the only and not the chosen. And this is where I have a struggle with the, the sinner and the saint mentality. Because you have folks who believe that they're saints and they're ain'ts. And a saint is like somebody who's really understanding, mastered the process of religion. And it's like, okay, now I've elevated myself and I've, I can wear my robe now because I've graduated out of sin and I'm holy now. I've been cleansed and I've been washed and I understand.
understand what the role represents. But that that role you didn't put on yourself. That came through a form of what's called grace and you're a sinner covered. So you're a sinner saved by grace. And I don't want to speak Christianese. So let me explain what grace is. So according to my faith, it's God's riches at Christ's expense, G-R-A-C-E. But it's also known as grace is giving you something that you don't deserve. So that's what heaven is. That's what a blessing is. That's what peace is. That's what joy is. It's giving you something that you don't deserve because we're sinners. And yet we make these bad decisions. And how can we have and be in the presence of the holy of holiness, the holies of holy of holies. And we're making and we're filthy rags. We're making bad decisions and we will never be good enough. We'll never be good enough to, to qualify as a saint. Not until we unearth these, this robe that we wear, this flesh. And we don't have that covering. So how do we see others? Because we never get to a point where we're, we're too good and our robe can't fall off. We can fall outside of grace. And yet we're trying to convince others that they need to be under this covering, right? And we're sinners. We're we're just we're alike. I just understand and I have a different level of discipline based upon my standards and my belief system because now I'm guided and I'm convicted. And I know better, so I do better. And that's why it's important for us to understand this this thing in religion, so it's not complicated. It has to be simple enough to become common sense. And yet we make it complicated with all these rules, all these rituals, all these traditions. This is the things that you got to do. You can't have this. You can't have that. It feels like a form of punishment. And I'm tired. I'm getting burnt out. I don't even I don't even know as a Christian. All the rules to follow. But I know that I'm called to build relationships. And it's exhausting. Jesus came here to build relationships. And this is exactly why I follow these principles because I understand him. I understand I have a relationship. This is the way I was raised. I was, I understand. And what I also understand is that he wasn't crucified because of non-believers. He was crucified by the people that believed the same thing he believed, that believed in the same God he believed. He had a different approach. He opened up some doors where there were technically walls there and he broke down those barriers. And now we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, well, according to what he broke down, and this is just for Christians that I'm speaking to at the moment. Do I have a wall there or do I have a door? Am I allowing people to enter or am I shutting them out? Who's not accepted? Who can't be in my religion? And this is for all religions. Who are, who's not qualified to enter into your religion? We have to ask ourselves that question, right? Who's not qualified? And then do we have a, do we have a list of who's good enough and who's not? We have to ask ourselves those questions because I know that we all have somebody on our hit list. We've excluded someone at some point in time. And I'm going to share exactly who's on my hit list shortly. Because sometimes we like to substitute for God. And we like to judge, folks. And that's a problem. Because that's not our job. We'll never be 
God. We can't stand in that place of substitution. We can check fruit for those who believe the faith. But yet we can't sit there and condemn. It's turn off. And that's why religion is losing right now because cancel culture is in religion. We think we want to blame it on the LGBTQ plus community. Nah, they learned it from somewhere. They got that from somewhere else and it started in religion and that's where it's becoming a problem. Now, what everything I've said right now, you probably be like, this dude is out of his mind. He's crazy. He done lost. He done lost his faith. And I, I mean, I, put me on a prayer list. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Just make sure you got good credit with God because I don't, I don't need you praying for me if you, <laughs> if you ain't got that kind of connection. But um, I'm not saying become a rebel. I'm not saying become a heretic. But do your research. Do your research, and we're gonna, like I said, we can explore. I know, I know one way. Th I, I, I mean, I know one way. I know one truth. I know one life. And I believe because he was bold enough to say that. Jesus was bold enough to say that. I'm the only way. The only truth, the only life. I can't be, I can't force you to accept that. It's a choice and it's a relationship for me. It's not a religion. So sometimes I don't, I don't fit the guideline of everybody's rules. Like I said, I might, I might slip up and say a cuss word every once in a while. Is that going to exclude me from heaven? Hell no. But just because I can doesn't mean I should. So my mom told me something a, a while back and then there's something that I still hold to my heart to this day. At the time, I didn't really understand it because it sounded like Christianese. And I was like, nope, I need a translator. But my mom said that obedience is better than sacrifice. And she used to say this multiple son times, son, obedience is better than sacrifice. As a child, that's hard to process. It wasn't until I became an adult and I finally was like, what does this thing mean? It's better to have discipline than to be disciplined and once i understood and i really was able to grasp that concept i was just like damn damn it now i get it now i finally understand what she's meant obedience is better than sacrifice and there's a lot of people paying a price because they chose the road of sacrifice instead of obedience it's better to be disciplined. That's the ultimate power versus not having any type of discipline and just being willy nilly and just going with the flow. Justifying it. God knows my heart. Yeah, you do. And that's exactly why it's no good. Oh, this is heavy. You're probably ready to just shut me down. But uh, let's keep going and flowing with this thing right here. So I talk about how it's hard to identify as a Christian and and why let me get down to the reasons why because there's multiple entities under the christianity umbrella there's two faiths out there that pretty much rule majority of the world which is christianity and islam both of them believe in the god of isaac abraham isaac and jacob both of them abraham isaac and jacob they believe in that god now it's separated when there's jesus came and it was like okay there's a trinity there's a triune god and this became the new covenant covenant the new testament and this is where jews break off and everybody's kind of like separated into these different categories and it's become difficult so let me understand and break down let me break down the three branches of christianity and this is where it may cause some confusion christianity has three branches catholics 
Protestant, Orthodox. And that's just the three branches that start at the top. Under those, you have multiple denominations, and it could be in each category. So with the multiple denominations under Protestant, for example, you have Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, you have Evangelical, you have Lutheran, Masonic Jews, you have Pentecostal, you even have non-denominational. I mean, the list can go on and on and on about all these different type of denominations, Kojic, Church of God in Christ. I mean, there's so many which they fall pretty much under the Pentecostal realm. But it's like, wow, which one? Depends on your style, depends on your background, your form of worship. But it's like, okay, if, if they're all Christians and they're all following Christ, shouldn't I be able to just flow and fit into any category? I wish I could tell you it was that easy, but it isn't. Now, I also wish I could tell you that it stopped there. It goes even deeper. There's a deeper level. So there's subdivisions. That's a whole nother category. So there's a three. Then there's a subdivision right here that goes into Jehovah's Witness. Then you have Mormons. You have Seven Day Adventists. You have the Church of Christ. Then you have my brothers, 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 right? The Hebrew Israelites. And you got all these folks that say, okay, like I believe in still the word or I can follow biblical principles. But yet, there, I have different rules. I have different restrictions. I have different rituals. I have different traditions. And you must abide by these or else you're no good. You're going to fall short. So at the end of the day, is it really about relationship or rules? We have to ask ourselves these questions over and over and over again. And like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from my space. And I, I can't speak for everyone, but I understand that it's a problem. Cancel culture is a problem we have to assess. We have to evaluate. What are we doing to build relationships? Are we, are we helping out our faith? And are we advocating and representing properly? Or are we giving it a bad taste and a bad name? Are we the reasons why folks don't want to identify? Why the younger generation is just like, I don't even really know if I want to connect with God. I just want to call it spiritual. I just want to say that he's, he's the universe. I want, to, I want to burn sage and believe in chakras and know that I can build those up. And I understand Eastern medicine, so I understand some of these things are relevant. I just want to tune in and I want to meditate and I want to do these different things because I understand spiritual, the aspects in that realm. But yet I don't want to really call it God. Because then after that, I got to identify which which category of my faith I fit into. And like I said, I understand all the ones on the Christianity, but Muslim has the same thing. There's different divisions. Jews have the same thing. I'm not sure about the Hindus and Buddhists, but I'm. When are we going to look at ourselves and say, what are we doing? If we really believe, let's get to work. And if we get to if we get to work, what are what are we called to do? We're called to be servants. And I know that requires us to humble ourselves, especially for us who want our heaven here on earth. And that's why it's hard for us to die and to go over into that next portal, which we consider the afterlife, which is going to be either heaven or hell. And this is what we're working for. This is what we're disciplined for. 
this is why we live a righteous life because we want to make sure that we get over and make it through the pearly gates and we just oh, we, oh we we think we can do good enough so through those works we think that it's just through goodness and i can tell you that god ain't good that's why you have to have faith and works that's why those two have to work together and coordinate and mesh because faith alone dead works alone won't get you qualified you got to know and have that balance and that's why it's important to also not only just be a servant but find out why you're serving and who you won't serve i mentioned earlier there's some people that we won't serve right who's excluded from our religion or who excludes excluded from our belief system i'm gonna tell you specifically too that i exclude and this is based upon my personal belief system and i'm just being transparent right now so this may be you but if you're a rapist if you're a child molester and you're a pedophile mercy and grace i don't know how to give that to you and i'm i'm being real transparent right now because because of my personal belief system as a man i believe i'm called to protect especially women and children and when they're violated I struggle now this is where my belief system i have to check myself and i have to realize like hey you know what i i know i could do good things and then but good ain't god and i'm not in a position to substitute for god so i can't make a decision and say that you absolutely going to hell and you can't be forgiven but i personally struggle based upon my belief system outside of what i know that my faith teaches so it's a struggle for me not to say that you can't. It's just hard for me to accept that. And that's the thing I have to live with and ask God to help me with throughout the process. Because if he can forgive him and I'm supposed to be an advocate, that means that I should be able to follow suit. Now, we have somebody on our list. Everyone has somebody on their list. And I want you to check yourself to find out who's on your list. And after that, you need to find out why they're on your list. Are they in a different political structure? Is it because they said something about Trump? Is it because they're a different religion than you? There may be Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist. Is it because they're, they got a different skin color? I mean, we got to ask ourselves these questions because who won't we serve? Who's not qualified? Who are we excluding? I give you mine, and I know that sounds pretty extreme. But we all have somebody on our list. We have to ask ourselves, what are we called to do? We're called to love. Regardless of your religion, I know that there's, there's a factor of love. We all have this need to belong and be loved. And if we don't understand how to express that properly we're losing we're losing and we're not representing our faith properly ultimately what's the objective when it comes down to faith right to live righteously to help out a lost world that's our purpose to live righteously to help out a lost world like i said i'm not here to preach um, i'm just sharing 
different perspectives from different religions and in order to make this world a better place that's why it's pretty much there as a structure because we all want life liberty and the pursuit of happiness it's all based around religious principles and we're living in a religious world and especially this is considered a godly nation but it's getting ridiculous at this point because we got people who don't want to serve we got people who want to judge you're in the wrong position and they're doing a poor piss a piss poor job of transferring their belief system over to others and in order to transfer a belief system that's basically what a cell is it's something that i teach and i preach and i share and i help it out because i'm a business consultant sometimes i work with people in sales and if you understand sales you understand that serving is the highest form of selling serving is the highest form of selling and it's important to understand if we want other people to believe what we believe, we have to be a better servant. And I'm gonna leave it at that. So I've mentioned and touched on this briefly, everything good ain't God, because we can do good things. And I know that you're probably even looking at me right now. It's like this, this fool right here, he going to hell. And you probably want to crucify me. And it's crazy because like I mentioned before, the folks that crucified Jesus were believers and if he was to walk this earth today and to talk about some of the current events or the issues that we're struggling with the hot topics that we're dealing with religiously and politically will we crucify him all over again and i'm just speaking for folks who actually identify with my faith will we crucify him all over again because he don't he's not saying what we want to hear because he's not making us feel good and like feel like saints like we're the best of the best and we're all sinners and make, he makes us feel convicted he makes us question possibly similar to what i'm doing right now and you'd be like let's crucify him i understand what it's like to carry my cross i understand what it's like to to drop it i understand what it's like to get exhausted bearing it i understand what it's like to step on it to want to reject it i understand what it's like to prepare yourself to die on it. That's the crazy part. We all got to carry our own and not just identify with the cross because that's a part of my faith, but we all bear our own weight of sins and burdens, guilt, shame, hurt, pain, disappointment. We got to ask ourselves, are we quick to try to crucify somebody else? Or are we focused on carrying our own? God is great. He's more than good. You can't work your way into heaven off of goodness and just doing good things. It goes beyond that. And I really want to talk about things that God permits, but I'm going to go into that. That's going to be in the next one. So right now, I just want to jump into these next few and I get ready to close out because pro-life and pro-choice is a big deal. And the church celebrated in a major way that I've watched over the last few months when the abortion law was overturned. And now it's a thing about who has the right over freedom of choice. And this is all a part of our moral compass. Once again, does everybody believe the same thing? No. So everybody's not under the same standards. So are we quick to be a referee and blow that whistle and say, you're out of bounds. You're no good. You're out of the game. Get out of here. Or you sit on the bench. Or we are 
more of a lifeguard to say, hey, I, I see you in need of help and I'm going to throw you a lifeline. I'm going to help you out this process. I'm going to help you throughout this process. You made a bad decision. I'm not going to beat you down over it. I'm going to try to speak life into you. I'm going to give you life. I'm going to give you good examples. I'm going to be a good example on what to do, how to be in order to help somebody else. Roe versus Wade, right? Controversial thing back in the 70s and all of a sudden it allowed, it legalized women's right to an abortion. So therefore we're looking at pro-life or pro-choice and I can see why people are on pro-life side because there's this like, okay, life started as, life starts in the womb. It's right there. It's in the Bible. It's technically right. And, and a lot of religions believe that. A lot of conservative people believe that. And it's like, okay, can I be pro-choice and pro-life? Because if I have pro-choice, that means anybody has a right to make any type of decision that they want without any consequences. And does it align with our faith and our belief system? And it's like, okay, okay, I, I, I can see what you, I see where you're going with this thing. Where do the people who stand in the middle, how do they process things? Of course, we want to protect and help people that can't protect themselves, which we look at people in the womb that way, right? And those who have pro-choice, and I get that part of it, and it's like, okay, well, if pro-choice and God gave us this ability to choose, why can't we? I have a perfect example for us, and I'm going to give it to us real quick and brief. So let's, let's, let's identify why abortion was made legal. Abortion is otherwise banned unless for life and health reasons. So that's something that's clearly identified. And it's still legal in a lot of states. And this can be exercised. It's a medical judgment. And some people made bad judgments prior to. Many of us made pri bad judgments prior to. Even in our faith. So let's specifically talk about abortions right now. And all of the following factors are considered. Physical. Emotional. Psychological. Familial. A woman's age and the relevant of the patient's well-being or the person's well-being, which is usually typically a woman. We're talking about abortions. Now, she has a right to choose based upon all those things right there. I want to talk about this thing called divorce because it's a it's an issue in the church. And this is something that life is birthed out of. This is how we continue our legacy. And under God's design and structure and order and even universal, it's man, woman, child man woman child and that's the natural order of law in order for to sustain a society a community because you're allowed to reproduce god's way i didn't make this up so it's not i'm not giving you an opinion here and if i start get to a point where i'm telling you i think i think i think which a lot of people do on their podcast go ahead and discard it because when i get to the point when i'm just telling you that i think and i don't know and i'm not giving you some facts i'm not trying to understand it from different perspectives and just give us some food for thought, then it just becomes an opinion and opinions. They don't have that much weight. I give you a penny for your thoughts. I prefer a kiss. It's worth more. Now, when it comes down to opinions, Les Brown stated that you can't let someone's opinion of you become your reality. And I totally understand that. So I try to stay out of the opinion realm and I'm just saying, hey, you know what? It ain't my way or the highway. Let's look at this thing from a different perspective and just let me hear your side and I'll, I'll give you a chance to hear mine. When it comes down to, to, to divorce, it's something that's broken. You're breaking God's masterpiece when he created family because this is the, the, the highest form of relationship that he's built here on this earth. 
And this is what relationship is really all about. And this is example of how he talks, how we should, we should have a relationship with him and how this thing should be created. So when we break this thing down, we're breaking down a life source. And I understand that because I've gone through a divorce and I realize it feels like a death process. You're going through a form of mourning. You're going through a form of grieving. And it's a process you have to like, it's a struggle. It's difficult. Your heart is broken. You don't understand love at that point. You may be ready to give up. I've divorced God because I, I've gone through that process. I didn't understand love. I'm like, what, what, why is this happening at this point in time? I'm questioning everything. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If this is happening to me and I made a choice and I was free to make this choice, why did I make this decision? Because of the following factors. Physical, emotional, psychological, familial, my age, and the, my well-being. The same reasons someone would have an abortion. You're saying, okay, why well, are you still sticking on this abortion thing? Because we don't look at these two the same. And yet they hold the same weight. They fall in the same category why we make these decisions. And God did it, design divorce. He designed marriage, but yet he permitted divorce. We have to live with those sins. And yet that doesn't mean that we can't be turned around. It doesn't mean cancel culture has to kick in and just be like, okay, you're excluded now because you made that decision. We have to start questioning things in a different light. Next. Uh, I, we're going to have this discussion. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have a live discussion. It's going to be open. I don't care. You can ask me the questions. You can bash me. You can shoot me down. You can say that I'm, I'm doing it all wrong. I don't believe what I'm supposed to believe. I'm just saying, let's look at it through a different lens. Let's help each other. Let's be a lifeguard. LGBTQ plus community. Mm, it's difficult because of what I was taught to believe. It's difficult because of my environment. And I can just tell you that right now that uh, you don't deserve to be bullied. You don't deserve to be bullied by religious people. And you deserve a chance to experience and love God without being pressed down and pointed out as the, the stubborn one because there's multiple sins out there. We're all sinners in need of grace. And you can bet your blessed assurance. And like I said, that's a, that's, that's Christianese. So in order to put it in a very layman term, you can bet your ass that um, you're loved as well. You're going through a process and not to say that you're just a sinner in need of grace. We're all sinners in need of grace. We got it. We all need a covering. I'm just saying that, like I said, there's a structure to God. And I know that you're going through a process of feeling uncomfortable and just wondering, hey, what's going on? And I can't speak for you all. I can't tell you what you're going through. I can't tell you what your struggles are. I do know that many of you know religion. Many of you know God. Many of you know a faith. And yet you're struggling because you've been targeted and attacked and you don't feel supported and not that it, we have all the tools to support you the information to support you but you are still a child of god 
And I don't want anybody losing their religion because they felt they felt like they were excluded because they might have had something happen to them. They could have fell into that category where a rapist or a pedophile got a hold of them, transferred over the wrong spirit. And, and now they became a victim and now they're making decisions because they want to go and do it about it their way because they're just like, why did God allow this to happen to me? Or you may have felt like you were born this way and you were just influenced. And I mean, there's so many different reasons. I can't tell you what yours is. I'm just saying I'm, I'm never too good to stop looking in the mirror and seeing my flaws. So when I see you, I may not fully understand, but I can relate that I'm a sinner in need of grace. Last but not least, when it comes down to abortions, when it comes down to LGBTQ plus community, and I just want to make sure that we have the same respect for each other. We can't force our ideologies and our beliefs and our system upon other people. We can try to just do what's right. We can try to follow the the natural design and the law and order of things. I don't understand it all, like I said, but I understand standards. I know that we can't make up the rules as we go along. And if we've been dealt specific cards, we just, we play out life. And we, we need help along the way and we need support. So speaking on your behalf, don't feel like you can never come back. Last but not least, I want to close with this and say, hey, you know what? This is a lot. This is a lot to process, a lot to deal with. But love conquers all and God is love. And if you haven't heard this from someone who identifies as a Christian or someone who may be struggling and say, I'd just rather be spiritual. I love you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I know that there's going to be a part two. I would love to go live and have this conversation with you all. This is an episode of These Nuggets. And I know that this wasn't the most animated feel good message but yet we have to have these discussions we need to open up and share with each other and do a better job of connecting and building relationships and saying hey you know what am i serving properly am i being the best advocate i could be according to my belief system and what i'm supposed to do am i loving you answer that question all i can say is god bless if you haven't done so subscribe to these nuggets and stay tuned take care